0: Hey, y'all, this is Confidently Free.
1: Hey, Mr. Cornerstone. And
0: you're listening to another episode of the Becoming Becoming One Podcast. Podcast. What up, though? Hey, how's everybody doing? We want to greet those first-time listeners. We appreciate you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast at this very second at this very moment because you didn't have to, but you did. And we want to say hello and welcome back to those people who've been rocking with us since day one, two, or ten. We appreciate you and thank you for being faithful listeners because without you there would be no community sharing, talking, dialoguing about all of these topics that we discuss on a weekly basis. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If-
1: and I'm really liking the conversation. I know I'm cutting you off, but I'm really liking the conversation that is being generated. Uh, the back and forth that's coming between us around the Becoming One podcast, as well as the Miller Initiative. So uh, stuff is starting to pick up. It's really, it's really getting good out here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, if you didn't know, you can find us on social media at Facebook, or on Facebook at Becoming1Podcast as well as Instagram. That's Becoming the number one. It's the numerical One Podcast. And if you want to, you can actually leave us a voice message on Instagram and our DMs. Or if you're streaming this on Anchor, you can leave us a voice message there as well. Unless you want to go old school, then you can email us at becomingonepodcast at gmail.com. And as always... No matter where you might be streaming from, please make sure that you rate, you like, you subscribe, you share, and you leave us a five-star review, and we would appreciate you forever for that. So, now that that's taken care of, Travis, how you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing all right. Today uh wasn't a heavy study day, so my brain isn't mush right now. Uh, I can't remember when's the last time we talked. I think. Since the last time we've had the podcast, I did a practice test and it went pretty good. So I'm on the right track to passing. So I just got to keep going, keep going, keep going. I got about two and a half, three months left of study time. Then I take the actual test. Uh, I bought the registration, if you will, for it. So it's it's like 100 percent official now. And I'll probably I took the time off for work for that week. So I can study up until the test. And then I don't have to rush back the next day. Because I thought it was on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. But the test is on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why they would do that. Maybe they're doing that to force you to like, no, you need to take time off for this. Maybe that's why they're doing it.
0: That's smart.
1: But. Because you definitely
0: were going to try and just immediately go right back to work.
1: I wouldn't have taken time off. Because if it was on a Saturday, I would just drove up after work on Friday. But Now. Since I took that week off, I'll drive up the day before, stay with Khalifa, take the test, and then I'll either come back that day or the next morning. So we'll see. Deep. Deepness. But, you know, that's it is what it is. So today was a light day. It was just going. The, the official class started. So I've been studying for about a month now before the class actually started getting stuff together, material. So, where they're at in the class, I'm already good on. And
0: oh, that's good.
1: So, it was light study. It was more like just attend the class today. But we got another one tomorrow. And then the next two weeks after this is going to be like... I
0: thought you were going to say the next day.
1: No, nah, we taking got... SpongeBob. I'm going to be taking practice tests every weekend. Um, So, that's four to eight hours on Saturdays. Every Saturday up until the test. And then... Yeah, but I don't know. I'm not good at the next couple of weeks of material, so it's going. We are gonna see how that goes. We will see indeed. How you
0: doing? Um, I'm doing good. You know, Aaliyah. She Aaliyah somehow managed to cut her fingers, like two of them or two and a half, and um, that kind of I was not okay with that because I felt like it was my fault. But Aaliyah is what I will call the thrill seeker of the three. Um, she has no fear she knows no boundaries she's just i'm gonna explore it all and we gonna see what happens and so um she was doing her normal thing in the kitchen and somehow she cut her hand on the drawer the storage drawer
1: underneath the oven um but she knows better not to go in that thing though too
0: she does and she often will open it and climb into it and sit in it and try to close herself in it i don't understand what the whole deal with that is but be that as it may she's fine didn't require stitches so i was at least glad about that um but overall you know it's pretty chill day um so i'm good you know you know had a birthday this past weekend so you know 32 out here tell them what you did um i went out to eat with two mom friends so we tried to <laughs> we tried to go to this dessert bar afterwards and the group that was like right in line before us got in, but then when we got up to the line or the front of the line, they were like, um, let me check to see what the capacity is right now. So then they came back and we're like, we actually don't have any tables for three. It's going to be a 15 to 30 minute wait. Maybe we like, we're not doing that. So then we try to go somewhere else. The vibe was one thing on the outside. It was completely different on the inside. We like, Oh, not feeling this. And after that, I just kind of gave up because I was like, you know what? It's fine. I don't need dessert or wine that bad. Anyway, and so, you know, just came back home, called it a day. I mean, it was a Sunday, so it's not like he was popping out there anyway. But, you know, that was that. So, yeah, it was good stuff. Mhm, mhm,
1: mhm.
0: So for those of you who have been following us on the Miller Initiative, um, even on Becoming One Podcast Instagram, you'll know that all this month of February, we are focusing on on all things love and you know because it's black history month even though it should be more than a month we're highlighting these things as well in black history
1: so in the spirit of all things love can we pause on that though when we talk about black history month so my perspective is that black history is every day and we're all we're constantly making history history things are constantly happening so we're constantly making things happen but Black History Month uh, I I don't want to put anything negative on it Per se as if To say it should be more than a month uh, Because this month we're, It's specifically set aside For us to say okay Let's find out Things that have happened Have happened in our history And that's supposed to be For like everybody mm, That's what it's to supposed to be but even if everybody doesn't participate in it, for us, I think it could be a big deal for us to be able to, you know, find out what what has happened in our history. A lot of companies now are putting marketing money towards it, so there's uh, a financial backing of Black History Month. Now they're looking to capitalize capitalize yeah. on it, but that could also be a good thing for, like, creative, It could be mutually you know beneficial beneficial so uh even though it is only a month i think that at this point you know it's good for the world to have a month you know a 12th of the time of the year to say like this is what we're focusing on and we're going to purposefully set aside time to look at what black and brown people have done for everybody
0: the funny, the funny thing about that, now that you bring up Black History Month in, in depth like that, um, someone or people have been talking about how like Netflix or, you know, platforms like that, maybe Hulu, I don't know. Basically, they'll give you a category of like black films, but the, the wording is different. Um, it'll be like black something. I can't remember. But the point is. You click it thinking, "Oh, we're gonna see all of these," you know. In terms of
1: like slave movies.
0: Yeah, and stuff, it's just like there was more t- Black history than slavery. Like we don't—I mean, granted, there was a such lo- such a long period of struggle, but there's I so mean, much
1: more. I mean, you gotta remember though that most of that was what was getting pushed. So when it comes to like the industry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: unless you're talking about low-budget films, the high-budget movies or the higher-budget movies were all the slave movies.
0: It's just like can we see some black love movies? Can we see some black comedies? Like do we have to just focus on the sadness and the Jim Crow and the segregation and we know we're being we're yet and still being brutalized nothing about that has we don't forget it we know we know.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you even part of my own mental space for this month Mm -hmm. I kind of struggle back and forth between what I want to share and talk about Mm -hmm. because on one hand trauma has been like an integral part of our Mm -hmm. entire existence as far as we know you know here in america yeah but then on the other hand there's so much that we've done to overcome Mm -hmm. that trauma but even still in our triumph it's overcoming some type of resistance or setback it's not like oh man i beat my uh uh, my mental record. I was able to overcome my uh, limitations. Yada yada yada. It's it was outside forces, mm-hmm. kind of, that we had to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Ruby, man. I forgot Ruby, her Bridges. That. Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges. Sixty six. Yeah. So when she she's sixty six now, um, but that was in 1960 when she first integrated the south Southern elementary schools. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing, right? That's a triumph. But on the way, she was dealing with all types of parents cussing at her. They were throwing things, and there Thumbed was a her dog a poisoner. Yeah, stuff like that. There was a doll they put in the casket as if to say, like, this is gonna be you. So it was. It's our triumph has always been over trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even in now with Black Lives Matter and all that, it's over some type of trauma that has played the community so in order to talk about our the glory and the the excellence is kind of intertwined in trauma so it can get kind of hard to take one away from the other Mm -hmm. or even to talk about one with somebody without re-traumatizing their brain yeah you know what i mean
0: and it's funny because i think we're just gonna stay here i don't think i'm gonna try to shift gears because this is a good conversation um so i'm just gonna have to rename the episode sorry y'all no we'll get
1: to it we'll get to it sure
0: um so it's interesting you say that because when you think about someone like ruby bridges or even little rock nine and all these kids who have gone through all of these things and who are now adults living with all types of trauma all types of situations going on mentally And you think about this video that's going around of that nine-year-old girl getting pepper sprayed. Now, for those of you who are listening, just I'm making this clear so you understand my perspective of this. Ever since the um, Eric Gardner situation, I I don't think I've watched or looked at any video or clip of someone being um, murdered or... um, basically manhandled abused. abused on camera. I personally have not watched it. I still cannot watch when they see us because for me that's I feel like I'm exposing myself to secondary trauma on purpose. And I I'm just really sensitive to the things that I take in. I understand and know what I can and cannot handle in in a given moment. And so I am not at a place where I'm able to even watch a video of a recreation of a situation such as when they see us. So to see something that's actually happening or that actually happened in real time, I have not and cannot watch it. And so, um, what I do know about that particular clip was that people were quoting one of one of, or the multiple officers that told the little girl, you're acting like a child. And her response to them was, I am a child. And it's like, wow, in so many different situations, even as a child, being acknowledged as a child, still being treated as an adult.
1: But that's for me. That's why I have to. I have to see it because I'm not going to allow myself to drift off into like a a fairytale land of how much things are. What things what I think they should be Mm -hmm. like. No, this is what it is. Like this, these are all the reasons why I have to be here and to teach. Like these are all the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing because of stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Like these are all the reasons why I'm talking to TJ about, uh, race and his history and how to overcome even at six years old because of this. Like I know the little girl's three years older than TJ. Right. And Ruby Bridges was six years old mm-hmm. when she integrated the school system. Mm-hmm. So I know, in my like in my mind, there's no not a shadow of a doubt of, no, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, because I'm not gonna allow myself to say, oh man, you know that's like a, that's a one off. No, it's not a one off. Mm-hmm. And I like for seeing seeing the the uh when they see us. It shows you what is actually possible because you think and sometimes you can feel like you're crazy, like, no, I can't do this because I feel like yada, yada, yada. You put this story behind it that you've been told and you're like, well, is it true? But then you have a a actual example of people that were terrorized by the system. Even, uh, you know, somebody put out a page in the newspaper For them to be executed I know who it was So You know what I'm saying So I'm not gonna fool myself Into believing otherwise But uh, Yeah that's my For me it's an act of love Mm -hmm. For me to go into You see me trying to Mm -hmm. (laughs) For me Trying trying to
0: pull it together For me
1: it's an act of love Towards uh, My family And just People around You know what I mean For me to I kind of remove ignorance Mm -hmm. that way. It's like, no, this is, this is real. Stuff is really happening.
0: So you being informed is in and of itself a way of loving the people around you because you're, um, educated or knowledgeable in something to where you can thereby educate, um, and bring knowledge and wisdom to the people around you who may otherwise have not had it. AKA children.
1: Uh, In a way, yeah, because I don't I don't want to get to the point where I'm talking to TJ and it's like, well, you know, this happened a long time ago. No, TJ, this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. And we do we don't teach love. We don't teach hate in this family, uh, but we do teach understanding. Mm -hmm. So uh, I need to understand what's going on in the present Mm -hmm. and what to look out for. I got you not just to not just to like hear about it and let my imagination build that picture, mm-hmm. but to like, know. And I know that's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Even Pastor Brooks talks about how you have you literally have access to news globally. Yeah. And that's dangerous. So I, I have to watch my intake. But yeah, that's how I look at it. I got to I got to do it to protect.
0: I feel you. So y'all, um, shifting gears just a tinge. So Travis, I was I think it has to have been Facebook. Someone had shared a video. Uh do you know that lady called um Ayanla? She had a TV show, yeah. Ayanla Fix My Life. Yeah. And so um there was a clip that I saw about um she was basically talking about a relationship that she had been in. And so I want to play the clip and kind of see what your perspective is on what she said. So I'm gonna play the clip in a second. I thought it was really interesting, but I'm curious to see what your thoughts are about it. So here, here's the clip.
2: You know, I just ended a relationship, a 14 year relationship at my age. (laughs) You know why? After 14 years, I recognize he don't love me the way I wanna be loved. I just don't want to be loved like this see i don't get to tell people how to love me i get to see how they love and then choose if i want to participate so for 14 years i was hoping okay he's gonna get it he's gonna get it he's gonna get it he's gonna get it and then i said you know what he ain't getting it and uh, it's okay <laughs> i don't choose to participate in the way he loves bunch of degrees and it took me 14 years to get that. (laughs) Thank God I couldn't get pregnant. (laughs) So, you know, you get to make that choice and look at carefully and consciously and honestly, ruthlessly, what you did and how you did it so that you don't do that ever again.
0: So... I thought it was just really interesting for her to say, I don't get to tell people how to love me. I get to see how they love and basically choose whether or not she wants to participate in that. I don't know if I've ever actually heard anybody explain it or say it like that before, but, you know, and this is her experience, her perspective. I don't think that I necessarily agree with that. I think. Everybody coming from different walks and different perspectives and different opinions might think that what they are doing is loving. They may act a certain way and think that that is love. And they may think that they are getting it right and not understanding why somebody isn't necessarily responding to what they're doing. But just when you think about like even the different languages of love, like if your love language is quality time, but all you do is receive gifts, like that's not communicating to you in the language that... You perceive to be love, if you understand what I'm saying.
1: Explain a little bit more because you're saying that because you said if all of you, if your quality, if your love language is quality time, but all you do is receive gifts.
0: Like so, your love language is quality time, but all I do is give you gifts. Right. So in her, in her perspective, it's she doesn't get to basically say, hey. When I feel loved when, or and I feel the most loved when you spend quality time with me. She's saying I don't get to tell people that.
1: What she's I don't saying think that's is what she's saying, no.
0: that's what it sounded like to me.
1: I don't think I think that she may have because this is how I see it, it and I I don't, I don't think that's what she was saying. But how I see it is she tried to explain what I believe you're saying the best that she could, which is she's saying that she can't force anybody to love her a certain type of way i believe that's what she was trying to say
0: that she could have been i just wonder though because she's very intentional and articulate most times when she's explaining stuff yeah so the fact that she didn't use those words just led me to believe that she was literally saying i can't tell you how to love me kind of it kind of almost felt like you have to figure this out yeah, which kind of leaves people in the dark. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that route.
1: I, I don't agree with that either, and I kind of refuse to believe that that's what she was saying because that's, you know, just one hundred percent. That's dumb.
0: Because she said for fourteen years she was like, "He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it," and he didn't get it. And it's just like, well, after fourteen years, the, like, how often? Could the communication or the receiving have been to where over the course of 14 years, it just wasn't right?
1: 14 years really isn't that long, though. It's not like over when when you're talking about the entire human experience, as far as like who and what a person is mm-hmm. like 14 years. It's it's not a long time.
0: I just, I mean, I, and I, we haven't been together for fourteen years, but it would just seem like, at least within the first five to ten, like you, at that point, there was no, there was no inkling of, okay, this not gonna work. All yeah. right, this this is not,
1: this ain't doing it for me. I mean, I, I don't know her situation, but uh, they could have started off and it did work, and maybe she put on the air that it was working. And he thought he was good mm-hmm. Or maybe she thought she was good But again like she's not After 14 years I'd say 14 years isn't a long time But you change a lot in 14 years Absolutely. So she's not the same person she was When she started At 14 years at the beginning of that relationship mm-hmm. So who's to say That it was good You know or even, even for her Who is You know what I mean like who would I be To tell you that Oh you never Love me correctly If this entire Time I've been telling you that you have
0: That would Be confusing
1: so If if she's Talking to all these people there's No way that she's Not doing some of the same stuff in her relationship Like trying to communicate And say Like no this is what I need This is how you do this Yada 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 when it comes to relationship, communication is one of the pillars, the biggest pillar. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it's uh, a huge pillar in sex. It's a huge pillar in your daily operations. When I say daily operations, I mean like how you live, mm-hmm. your schedules, yada yada, what you like doing, how you like be, how you like, uh, how you prefer somebody to communicate with you. You know what I mean? Like everything. Like you have to say it. Like you can't hold on and. Oh well maybe if I just get mad At him when he does A certain type of thing Then he'll understand not to do that anymore No say what you want Mm -hmm. And I'm a big proponent of I say proponent A lot I'm not even sure if I'm I do though but I'm a big proponent Of saying what you want Like don't Don't beat around the bush say exactly what you want Don't get mad about what you Don't want Put forward what you do want Right? So you put all your energy into what you want to happen instead of your energy into being mad about not getting what you want. Hmm. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And I don't I don't know if this is a, like left field but just in you talking it makes me think about Will Smith and Jada and how his idea of like an act of love looked very different than what hers was. And so for like i think they were on red table one time and he was talking about how she woke up and cried for 45 days straight because what he was doing he thought was loving but really what he was doing was like um feeding his ego so to speak right and so i don't know how well you know what the communication looked like in terms of her trying to say this is not what i want but if it's anything like that then i can understand why over the course of 14 years, obviously there would be, you know, at the end of that, uh, okay, you know what, this ain't working. I'm done with this. But if it wasn't to the degree of you're actually saying, this is how I need you to to love me, because she was saying I can't tell you that. I'm, I'm wondering why she just didn't say I can't force somebody. Then it would have, to me, it would have changed the meaning behind what she was saying. Maybe I'm getting hung up on words. I don't know, but it just seems like to me. There is a like. There's something missing in terms of. This is how I'm acting. This is how I'm behaving. This is what I'm doing to show you love. But yet and still over here, there's not um, a reciprocation or not a reciprocation, a receiving of that. It's like you're doing all this stuff, but this ain't it.
1: Yeah, and then love languages are like a weird thing too, because like how they change, they do change, and then. In whatever season they are, your love language might make the other person uncomfortable. Hmm. So if they've never experienced that or if they have a hard time expressing that part of Mm themselves, then you receiving that is going to be pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. If it's physical touch, but they're not a touchy feely type of person or they've been abused or they have like a, a mental block in that space. Right. Maybe they see themselves negatively then that's going to be hard for you to get from them because that they, they they have to ease into that themselves. So in relationships, it's it's really it's not difficult, but it's, you know, the biggest act of love is your patience to me mm. because it's like, no, okay. Especially in marriage, like a marriage is different from and I don't know if she was married or not, but it's different when you're in marriage because like now I'm saying okay I'm going to allow you time uh, no matter what it is so if I need a certain thing I'm going to come to you for whatever that need is Mm -hmm. and if how you're communicating is making me feel any type of way then I'm going to communicate that to you Mm -hmm. and then be patient enough to wait for that to come to be and I'm going to be resilient enough and steadfast enough to stand in what I'm saying. So if something is bothering me, I'm going to say it's bothering me and then you as the person on the other side, uh, hopefully you're mature enough you know whoever you're speaking to, hopefully they're mature enough to be able to say that okay, I may have done something wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. and they can adjust. You know what I mean? But then that's another thing about this society: is a lot of people don't really know or believe that they have the ability to change. Oh
0: my god! Like
1: they're you ain't lying. What they do? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the wording is for that. I guess like to change who they are, like they believe, just say
0: That's just how I am. Yeah,
1: like that, j- just how I am, type of thing. Like, no, some of that's learned behavior. Uh, who you are at, even at your core, mm-hmm. can be changed. Yeah, molded. So, what when you get married, you're trusting that the other person is going to mold themselves in a way that's not only going to take care of them, but it's also going to take care of you.
0: And and I'm wondering, like, for her to say, you know, she left after 14 years. It's like, how long are you basically willing, I guess that's the word I can use, to go without? Because if she's trying to just wait for him to finally get it and he never gets it, like I think, in 14 years to me is a long time, but I can just imagine if you like dial the scale down a little bit and say like two years or even one year, like people who are still learning each other, is the notion of, you know what, I'm good, let's just be done with this. Is that a matter of being fearful of being kind of left high and dry or not getting your love need met or just feeling like this person is never going to get it right. And I think that's almost a, a means of like self preservation to keep yourself from uh, feeling depleted in an area.
1: I'm not sure. I feel like we will need to know more about her situation in order to really dive into that but I know for me I'm not going 14 years Mm-mm. so mm-hmm. I will fight tooth and nail and when I say fight I mean like I'm opening my mouth and talking every point that it comes up like I'm not afraid of confrontation at all when it comes to like something that's just not working if, if it's just so much friction that it's tearing stuff apart like no this has to change We're not about to keep doing this uh, And that is just Going to be what it's going to be if it makes somebody Mad then let them be mad But what we're not going to do Is stay in something that's Not working You know what I mean Yeah. So what? whatever she's talking about That she wasn't getting in 14 Years mm-hmm. I'm not sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know That for me and hopefully for anybody who's listening to this you're willing to I hope that you're willing to stand in your position within your relationship because you do have a position like um when you're married husband and wife right when you when you're sitting when you're standing in those positions you're like no uh, you gave me your word mm-hmm. you gave me your word that you were be with me, that you would be with me sickness, health, better, worse, rich, poor, whatever the case is. You gave me your word that you would. You told me that you would give me your all. So if you're not giving me your all right now, you're going back on your word. And you, you could almost say, I, I, I don't say, don't say this part, but you could say that they owe you. Mm hmm. They owe you because they gave you their word. Mm-hmm. For me, if I gave you my word, then that's it. That's the that's the end of conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to put up. Is that's just what it just what it is? Mm-hmm. Like I owe you a certain amount of respect. I owe you uh all the the dignity, and you the the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So if I fall back from that. Since we are in a marriage, you can then come to me and say, Hey, this is what I'm not getting right now. Um, yada yada yada. Now that in a perfect world, what would happen would be okay, I'll fix that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll change that. And then the next day it's all changed and yeah, and we're walking in flowers, yada yada yada. But in the real world, what would happen would probably be, okay, I need to check how I'm moving. Mm -hmm. And then uh, some of it might just be me in this stage of my life. And I can say, okay, I understand, um, but just give me a little bit of time to get through X, Y, and Z. So I'm not sure what she had going on for 14 years and whatever. You know what I mean? That's her business uh, that she hasn't put out yet, I guess. But if if you if you want to avoid that type of stuff, you gotta just speak up. You gotta talk it out. And you do have the right to to tell somebody how to love you. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you have to do.
0: And I mean, I think that's a conversation that's not even just with romantic relationships. And I think because it's been kind of just sticking to romantic relationships in terms of telling somebody how to love you I mean that that even goes as far as saying telling somebody how to how to treat you like there are certain things that you can and and don't have to allow in terms of your interactions with other people like if you have friends you know there there's a thing called boundaries and it's there for a reason in relationships it's there for a reason like there are multiple different ways you can communicate getting a need met getting a boundary set or making sure that someone understands what your role is in their life and so i think when we have conversations in terms of how to love someone like i just was talking to somebody was it yesterday yesterday they basically were asking me like how can i be there for you which is another way of saying um you know how can i best love on you and I think that conversation just doesn't happen often enough for face value and it gets all intertwined and complicated for no reason at all. It it literally can just be a simple, plain conversation because by doing that, there is no way of blurring the lines or being misunderstood or thinking that someone's saying one thing when they're really saying something else. When you explain to somebody, hey, I like when this happens. I don't like when this happens he'd be That's
1: a little more specific about, about all of it because I feel like it's just pretty general oh right now.
0: okay so um I'll use I can use the kids for example and I've said this even to you but um I know like with Atara or Aaliyah or even TJ like I'll literally say I don't like what you're doing right now or I can say um like if when Atara she hasn't done it lately Aaliyah's doing it so I'm doing it with her but like Aaliyah likes to pop people in the face and by people I mean me and her siblings so just saying please stop I don't like that that's me telling her that I'm not appreciative I don't approve I don't like something that she is doing there's absolutely nothing to be confused about by me saying I don't like that stop please so I'm making it clear and she's a baby obviously but if it was a grown person hitting me it would sound completely different but the point is I'm in a relationship with this person she's my daughter and I'm making a boundary set very clear and explaining to her, even though she's a baby, this is how you are to treat me. And so even when it comes to romantic relationships, even if you're having, you know, a heated discussion, just simply saying, I don't like the way you're talking to me right now. That's very clear. There's nothing about that that's confusing. There's nothing about that that could be misinterpreted. You can explain further the tone you're using, the verbiage you're using. It's making me uncomfortable. I'm not feeling respected right now. And I don't like that. So even using simple, straightforward, clean cut sentences like that, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out, you know, dissertation, just letting someone know this is what works for me. And this is what's not working for me. Or I've even told you before, like sometimes I just need random hugs and for me, and It's kind of confusing right now because I'm like in a place where I don't really like being touched all the time. But sometimes when I'm not feeling the greatest, a random hug is good for me or random text messages that people might send to speak into, you know, my spirit and affirm me in the season that I'm in. Those are helpful for me. So me communicating to people who I'm in a relationship with, hey, this is how you can best love me. That then puts the the um, the tool in their hand and me having explained the instructions to them so when they go to use said tool there's no confusion on whether or not it's going to work because I literally gave you the instructions step by step on what to do. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah but and just know that that has to be an ongoing conversation mm-hmm. because it's going to change uh, what you need is going to change and you just have to keep talking about it. You might get tired of talking about it but you you have to. And it could even be a weekly thing because you're <laughs> your life could change by the week. Yeah. Depending on what you do and what your life how your life is set up. So it just has to be an ongoing conversation and it takes time to get to that spot. It really does. Especially to get to the point where you can speak and they don't see it or hear it through whatever lens of trauma they've had mm-hmm. in their past. Um because that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, it is. So uh, yeah, it just takes time. The the takeaway is just talk, y'all. You know what I mean? You just talk. You have the right. It takes
0: the guessing out.
1: You have to because there's no way somebody can read your mind and what you need in that moment. Like Monet talked about she said that she needed she needs random hugs uh, right now. But on my end, I'm like, OK, well, she normally says she's touched out. So when do you, when does a random hug come into play when she doesn't want to be touched on a daily basis, right? So she would have to then say or give some type of signal or something. so there's like, okay, it's you know what I'm saying like it's like the uh the people at the airport mm-hmm. with those little orange cones like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean but it just has to be an ongoing conversation you have to let people know how to love you and if they're doing it wrong you know what I'm saying just like when y'all uh doing that uh watusi that watusi tussle <laughs> that two step Goodness. in the sheets you know what I'm saying just like when y'all when y'all doing Goodness. what y'all doing uh you if, if somebody ain't doing it right you got to you got to speak up and let them know, you in- know?
0: anyway so <laughs> So to that funky Watusi, goodness. And so I, I just really quick before we wrap this up, I do want to say that I, I believe that a lot of people almost equate saying or asking for what they want as begging. And I think it's when they have to say it more than once and they feel like they're begging for it. Um, the ongoing conversation is important, like you said earlier, because things change by the week, if not by the day. Like for me. I was nursing Aaliyah and then I stopped when a woman is nursing her oxytocin levels are one at one place when she stops nursing the oxytocin levels drop oxytocin um is a chemical that makes you all happy and then there's another one I can't think of what it's called but it's the chemical that helps you feel calm so obviously lately I have not been feeling as calm or as happy Though so from the outside, looking in other people might think I'm just acting normal and nothing's different, but I feel a difference. Okay. And so I know for me, I, and i literally had to tell TJ, like TJ, I'm on that particular day. I said, I'm going to need a, a extra hug or two today. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to need that from you. Can you do that for me? And so I don't think we should continue to perpetuate this idea that asking for what you need. Or asking for what you want as it pertains to love should be a thing that's looked at as if you're begging like like you said earlier Travis nobody can read your mind nobody knows what you need or what you want in any given moment and so I have literally had to say I need love I need love and so there's no way to misconstrue it there's no way to be confused and there's no um, blurriness as to what I'm saying my need is in any given moment and so I just encourage everybody who's listening to, um, stop trying to just do random things and hope, you know, something sticks, but really continue to have that conversation. What acts am I doing? What words am I saying? What behaviors am I, um, demonstrating that are beneficial to, um, show my significant other or the people that I love, you know, love. And so another great thing that you might be able to do just to keep the conversation going or even start it up is check out our e-workbook, which you can find on our website, wwwthemillerinitiativecom slash shop. It's called The Three Steps to Transforming Your Relationship. There's exercises in the workbook that spark conversation, maintain conversation, develop it. And allow it to continuously be had over and over and over again. And so Valentine's Day is coming up. If you're staying in because of COVID and you don't wanna be around people, make sure you guys make yourselves a nice little dinner. And then afterwards, dive into the workbook, make it a v- Valentine's Day that you guys won't forget because the workbook's pretty dope, if and I would say
1: so myself. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's really made to bring people together. Like, everything that we do. From the podcast to even the merch It's all based around Conversation and getting Us to talk to each other y'all So the book it's Designed to get You to talk And figure out who this person Is sitting in front of you So what you can do is Just go ahead and go to that uh, Website wwwthemillinitiativecom Forward slash shop and Check out the e-workbook And just dive into it. And when I say dive into it, I mean, like, take your time and go through it. Like, there's no need to rush. As we continuously said here, this is an ongoing conversation. So if you get into the workbook and you feel like you need to just stick on one part, then go ahead and stay there. You know, don't don't rush through. Don't rush. Yeah. I don't know the rest of the (laughs) words. Don't rush through and just get what you need out of it and uh let us know what you think
0: yeah y'all so you know we're gonna go ahead and get out your hair let you get on back to your day so once again this is confidently free
1: and miss cornerstone and
0: you just listened to another episode of the becoming, becoming one podcast. podcast all right y'all be easy, be easy.